Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Today, joining me again after his sabbatical, it's Dr. Bill. Hello. What's up, Bill? How's it going? <laughs> sabbatical. How's it going? <laughs> what did you do? Do anything fun, Bill? Uh, you know, mm. hang out, read some UFO stuff? <laughs> oh, I read I read a little bit. Um, mainly, it was dealing with my kid's car. Because um, he, yeah. he didn't change the oil for a year. So then that was... <laughs> Let's make sure the whole world knows. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, buddy. And he, he does listen to this, so, yeah. Uh, but it worked out. The shop was able to f- figure out. It It was a pain in the pain in the butt, but the uh, one of the oil sensors was gummed up, so then that led to confusion because the, the computer was going, you know, didn't want to let the, would keep the car in limp mode because it was like there's, it didn't think there was enough oil pressure, so. Yeah. And the sh- and then the shop, of course, had um, they were down a mechanic, and they're backed up for two weeks. This shop's on like an acre of land. It looks like a car lot because it's so packed with cars. And the guy was he's like he goes, I'm booked out. That we've been going to him for years, so they were really good. But the guy's like, I'm, he goes, I'm booked out for two weeks, and I'm telling people not people are asking to bring their cars in and just leave them. And he goes, I don't have room anymore. So oh, wow. yeah, they've sorted it out. They got two new guys coming in in a couple of weeks, but they were uh, the holidays and everything. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and they kept tinkering with this thing. They're a good shop, so they kept uh, they kept. Yeah, you know, I think like at the end of the day, the mechanic would go in there and take a look at it. But it it took a little bit to uh, fix the oil sensor because they bought an aftermarket one, uh, and then the computer couldn't see the aftermarket oil sensor. Because the the oil sensor has to be matched to the particular computer, and then the um, manufacturer apparently isn't a hundred percent with that. So then they had oh, to go with go with a dealer part, and it fixed the problem right away. So interesting that the mechanic didn't know that that would happen. Um, they did, but they figured that an aftermarket part would uh, work. And be appropriate because you're buying the part for the car and it should have worked but uh the mechanic was like this happens and i don't want to take another chance they didn't even charge us for the the new the aftermarket sensor they just put it in and said oh it's a cheap part don't worry about it and um they um you know we're having this problem and they just said okay we got to go with the we're not going to mess with the aftermarket stuff and we're just going to go with the dealer part but and it was fine once they did that it was fine the computer could see the probe see the probe see the sensor probe the probe could see the sensor and and uh would let the car drive normally i mean simple problem change your oil change your oil So yeah. All right. right. Today we today we've got a few different things to talk about. I'm going to roll into the MUFON, December's MUFON report. Hey, I want to talk about the uh, car more. Oh, hey, talk. You know what? The no. car corner. Well, we've yeah, got the car, movie corner, car, car corner, the car corner. You know, 
I, I did start watching. Uh, I will say I did start watching The Enforcer last night, the Clint Eastwood movie. So it's a, oh, how is that? Yeah. After all this time, <laughs> it's still the same. It's still the shockingly same. enough, <laughs> it's a, as as you remember it, it's still Clint Eastwood. You know, when his yeah. when he's in his thirties or forties or whatever he was when he did this, it's kind of sad to see him at ninety and oh, doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, stop yeah, acting. I'm not gonna, Clint, stop acting, get, just direct. Get behind the camera. Get behind the camera. Behind the camera. So, uh, uh, December sightings. I mean, this is exciting stuff. I'm not going to read every statistic. This, this is down every. This is the MUFON report. Yes. Mutual UFO Network. That's right. Yeah, I'm a member. I think I'm a member. I may have been. Uh, um, I think I need to redo my membership, but they do send me a monthly report of the sightings and you, you know, the United States always at the top of the list. Cause they can pay more attention to that at 497, Australia had 23 sightings, Canada, 21 and the UK 17, um, in the U S California leads the way at 52 and Florida 43. It's gotta be that panhandle, right, buddy? I don't know. I don't know. You next, need to you need next. to dig into you need to find the MUFON data and dig into it. Let me know. Hey, if you Texas can... thirty one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll dig into that and uh, we'll take a look at it. by shape. The most popular shape is the spear, and that's interesting because the spear. Yeah, I. Oh wait a minute. I'm sorry. The circle, and I don't know what they mean. It's a circle. It's just a. I just saw a circle. <laughs> It's like you take that report, and you're that MUFON investigator. Well, I, they drew. What's it look like? They draw a circle. <laughs> I'm I'm moving. Uh, oh, you I'm, know. I'm moving my other computer over here because I'm afraid to run more programs on this old one and screw up the yeah. Uh, screw things up. Do you have that? Do you have that piece? You have that new PC, Bill? Any new PCs? No, I have ancient Macs. You know that. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I think you need a new PC. Not getting a new PC, although I'm going to get a new. I am going to get a new Apple computer. I just don't know. Oh, I just don't want to do it. I upgraded this thing. I don't want to do it. You're cheap, Bill. I am. Bill, you're phenomenal. You're well, one of the cheap people I know. You know, well, I spent all this time. I, you know, I upgraded this computer. It works great. But then the the of course we run into issues with video stuff. Uh, I'm Being at, cheap is okay. You're going to die with the most money. Yeah, I'm it's not going to. I'm not going to die with any money. I'm going to be like my uncle and spend it all. <laughs> Which I actually really admire. Him. Plan. <laughs> no, I had an uncle that did that. He retired and he had uh, a bunch of money and his plan was to die broke. And he actually did that. And you have to admire it. Um, circle. Okay. Yeah, so uh, then there's a disc down at the bottom. There's a, not, uh, the bottom of this segment. There was a which I found interesting, distance from the witness, under 100 feet, 63 sightings. Yeah, I figure it's, and I'm looking out my window here, and I'm looking at 100 feet, so they saw this thing, like, right there, right in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I would like to, Just, uh, you, you know, can you get uh, more information? I'll dig into it and see if yeah. I can get any information or pick, so they do have pictures, sometimes people will take pictures, but... The last time I dug into MUFON, it's, I was very unimpressed, and I reported on some of it, and it was very dry. So it would have to be something pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, or rather than just your average reporting, because, you know, there's, you know, with the U.S., almost 500 monthly, 
in yeah. December monthly slides. And um, but I'd like to see the ones that from our you know, your and my and uh, Robert states. Well, California, especially Florida, Texas, especially yeah, definitely yeah. Dig into that if you got time. I got plenty of time. Yeah, dig but there were uh, the most impressively there were eleven landings, hovering, and takeoffs reported in six of in sixteen of the entries observed. Huh. That's pretty. You know, that's pretty interesting. I'll have to. Uh, I have to look into that. I mean, some of it. I mean, as I read through this these reports before, that's like I really haven't been using them because they're pretty. Like I said, they're pretty dry, just reporting. And um, you know, we just want to make sure that. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be of listening to. Yeah, we maybe, can certainly chat about it. There might be Absolutely. something something in there. So yeah, please take a look at it. Yeah. I I don't want to do a MUFON membership. Yeah. Um, I just so because um, you, you have one and I'm cheap. So, yeah, hey, I'm going to roll into the uh, advertising real quick. You yep. ready? Yep. Go ahead. Um, at Arrive BCS, their goal is to find the best programs and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards. They understand that every business is different, so let them spend the time to find out what suits your business needs. So visit AryanBCS.com and let them begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit AryanBCS.com and contact them today. All programs of AryanBCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit AryanBCS.com for more details. Thank you, Orion. And we're back. Hello. So what do we got? We got some flat earth. Yeah, uh, we're t topics for today. We're going to talk about, I want to talk about flat earth. Uh, flat Earth because I watched the Flat Earth documentary on Netflix. I want to talk about Sasquatch because I listened to the Wild Thing podcast, which is excellent on Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and then our usual stuff where we'll talk about some UFO things. I listened a little bit to your Oak Island mystery podcast. The Deb, the Deb, Deb one. I got about 15 minutes yeah. of it, and I saw that you, or I heard that you mentioned... Um, the Wilkins, Wilkins, Harold T. Wilkins had uh, recommended to the steel magnet. What was the steel company? Bethlehem. Oh, Bethlehem yes. Steel. He had recommended to the Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel guy uh, that this was a good location for Captain Kidd's treasure. And I actually have uh, Harold T. Wilkins' book, Captain Kidd and His Skeleton Island, which is about... Um, this map that was found in Captain Kidd's sea chest, it had a hidden compartment with a treasure map in it. Uh, and the, the island is supposed to be in the Pacific. But Harold, that stuck out because Harold T. Wilkins also wrote several uh, UFO books in the 50s. So he like, wrote a book on, um, what do you call it? He called it uh, When UFOs Attack, I think. And... Uh, I picked him up. Flying saucers on the attack and flying saucers uncensored. Uh, he had he's written more, I think. So he's anyway. That's a tie-in between Oak Island and um, UFOs, for what it's worth. Because this writer was an investigator of of these type of things. This is a this is a thick book on Captain Kidd too. It's actually pretty cool. I read a little bit of it. Yeah. Four four hundred pages published in. 
Wow. Yeah. And um, we got some more UFO. I want to talk about uh, the 1897 stuff. I did a snippet on a UFO sighting from 1897 that's on YouTube only. And we should talk about a little bit at the end. We'll, we should discuss where we want to go and if we want to continue to talk about the flying saucer wave of 1947. Okay. So, yep. And flat earth. So what do you flat think? Earth what girl. You... Shelley, Shelley Lewis. Shelley, Shelley Lewis. Now, now they now Flat Earth has got called Earthers, I think, is the show that Shelley's um I communicate with Shelley every now and again. Uh-huh. And um they're not they were I thought they released it back east. I haven't seen it. And I, it, I texted her. Go ahead. I looked for it because I wanted to watch it and I was even gonna pay if I had to to watch their episode yeah. and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I'm going to have, um, we're going to probably have her on again soon. We're, they're having a, just, it's a legal thing. That's oh, okay. all I can really okay. say. It's, okay. it's done. The episode, it's going to be, it's kind of an Oak Island thing where they're going to discuss, um, for those that don't know the flat earth theory, basically flat earthers think, well, the earth is flat. And, um, they depict Antarctica as an ice wall surrounded a disc-shaped Earth. They feel that, you know, the sun and the moon and all that are just, you know, moving in an orb or high-altitude orb across the top of the flat Earth. And that underneath the Earth, as you know, we, we did have, there is a segment um, that we did with Shelley. Um... And uh, you guys are welcome to listen to it. It's fascinating. Shelly's very intelligent lady. It was a really good interview. It, it um, was. It was a good episode. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was good. Um, and um, I've got, you know, people that tell me they've seen it. I've, they haven't commented officially, but I get people that I know, and they said that's one of the best episodes that, that we've done. Um, and a great interview. And uh, really, there's an answer, you know, um, they basically think that this, you know, there's an ice wall and you travel wherever, you know, north, south, east, west, you just run up against this ice wall. It's very similar to that. Well, yeah, go well, ahead. You, it's not north, south, east, or west. You travel south and you go, I watched the documentary on, on um, Netflix. If you travel south, you will hit Antarctica. And so like the, um, it's a plate and everything sort of gets bigger as you go south, and then the ice wall is is at the edge of the plate, and the North Pole is in the center of the plate. So, oh. so you if you go east, you're just going to go east forever. You go west, you go west forever. You go north, you're going to hit the North Pole. If you go south, eventually you you're supposed to hit the ice wall in Antarctica. Well, east means you're going forever, just in a circle. Yeah, you're just going in a circle. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, fixed you. Um, yeah, yeah. I was talking talking with my wife about this. I sort of had my head handed to me when I was trying to explain it. <laughs> like, like, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and and I had it wrong. T- I had it conceptually the flat Earth sort of the concept of how it laid out. I had it wrong, and then I had it uh, corrected. I was corrected. Uh, so I have it. I have a good. Is correct. I was correct. You were slapped down. Yes, I was corrected. <laughs> um, so, 
But yeah, it's you know, uh, so. How do you, do you believe in a? Well, the, the Game Earth? of Thrones thing. Well, hang on. The Game of Thrones. The Wise Wall is. I don't, have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. So that's the ice wall. I, I envision it's that yeah. gigantic yeah. ice wall thing. Do I believe in it? I, you know, it's it's. Um, I don't want to say, I'm not a I'm not a flat earther. I'm just not. I'm I'm not a flat earther. I just I, I, I love Shelley and I love the concept. Um, and I, I, I love anything new, you know, anything out of the ordinary and that's where we're at with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, Shelly also doesn't believe that we went to the moon, you know, it was one of those things where. Well, Joe Rogan, it was staged. Joe, Joe Rogan thought that for a while and he's changed his mind. He backed off that. There well, was I... someone else that, that some basketball player or something. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I can remember, um. Seeing that with Joe Rogan, Shaquille, it was Shaquille. Shaquille. Yeah, I remember seeing that with Joe Rogan, and I have a, I got a bunch of, um, you know, Apollo moon landing stuff. I got some old books and stuff that were published in the '60s that I picked up, and I'm like, holy moly! And I was like, open up these books. I have this one book that's a giant, and flipping through the pictures and looking, I go, what are they talking about? And then looking at the pictures, and it was like, after, you know, maybe they're right. And then I, you know, I'm like, no, no. No, it's too much. They're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I'm, I am uh, one of the things that I, I think you have to try to maintain, especially as you get older, is you have to try to keep an open moan, moan, open mind about things. So it's like flat Earth. Okay, so people say that the Earth is flat. I come from I come from the viewpoint. I go, okay, how how do I know the Earth is not flat? And if it comes down to it, how do you know that the Earth is not flat? How do you know it's not flat? Other than that picture you have behind you that shows well, you the know, curvature it's, of the earth. Well, you know, the lot of, yeah, the curvature of the earth thing. I mean, that's I don't <laughs> I I've flown, I've seen, you know, well, it's I, I don't feel like it there's a there's a ceiling. Well, um, I don't I, I mean I've flown like this last year, I've flown recently, and I've actually thought about that, and I've looked out the window of the plane, and I've I've said, you can't really see the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. Um, I mean, logically, it doesn't make sense if you have a viewpoint of the planets and the solar system, and the sun is round, and the moon is round, and um, but it it comes down to sort of a, a believing what your senses tell you, so. How do you prove to yourself that the world is round? I mean, um, if you look at their their argument, and I'm not arguing. I'm, I guess I am. I'm arguing for yeah. flatter. If you look at their argument, well, they're, sure. they're the guy in the documentary. There was this guy that got like this laser gyroscope that was um, supposed to measure. You could use that to measure. It's an inertial um, uh, guidance system. They use them, these things in inertial guidance. So this thing, if you have it, apparently can measure the rotation of the Earth. And in the documentary, they got it. It's $20,000 for one of these things. And the guy, they set it up and they did the measurement and they, they got a 15-degree rotation. And the guy's like, I can't believe we got the, this rotation. And, and so the conclusion, but they, and the documentary sort of shows that. It's like, oh, you know, where they do the, oh the uh, hot take or whatever it is. <laughs> well, and then later they just give this brief thing where that yeah. goes, well, obviously the disc is rotating. So this, this big disc is, is rotating. 
Oh, okay. So that, yeah, okay. So so that sort of does that. What is the other thing? Oh, and then they were measuring, um, use, trying to use a laser to measure that the if there was an actual rise, of, you know, you know what I'm talking about, curvature of the Earth measurement. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that were doing it during the documentary were having trouble. And then at the very end, they had something where the guy lifted up the sign, the, the, the thing with the hole in it with the light. And then they're like, raise it over your head. And then they see the light and they're just like, oh, and then they do the, the reaction <laughs> shot and then they just cut away. So and they break the commercial if they had one. But yeah. Not. And it's just like, oh, come <laughs> on, guys. So I know in Shelly, is it Shelly Long? Lewis. Lewis. Shelley Lewis. I know in their documentary or their show, they actually, in their um, trailer, were doing that laser experiment. And I really, and I wanted to go and I, after I watched this documentary, I go, okay, I know they did this. I want to go see the result. I want to see what they got. And then, of course, we couldn't find the, the show, which I guess will be coming out at some point. Yeah, they're going to do, they did a bunch of, you know, they did, it's the Oak Island thing where they're trying to prove that. Yeah. You know, they're trying to prove their point, you know, with different experiments, which is, you know, hey, really awesome. I'd yeah. love to see it. Do it. Do it. You do know, it. do it. But, you know, I, yeah, I know one of them's a laser thing where they fire off this laser and they, they say that it's not. They say that it does. There isn't a fall off. Yeah, her, that, well, that's what, straight. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see, because the documentary, they weren't able to really do it and they were struggling. And then yeah. in the, uh, the Flatlander documentary or whatever it was they were going to be doing that and they also the the trailer or at least i went on facebook and read their description they were actually going to refute some of the stuff in the netflix documentary right so i want to see that i want to see the um argument i mean it's fun uh, uh prove yeah. it prove it to me if you yeah. have a belief prove it to me and it's a great topic yeah i love it i like great it a lot topic. and we said you know hey so what's underneath you know, yeah, and they, 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 the earthers say that it's just rocks. I mean, if you could fly under there, well, um, if it's you a, know, it'd be just a bunch of rocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, if <laughs> yeah. you could get out and then go around and go, go, yeah, down. you got to get out. You know, you can still fly into space, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, well, it's there's, interesting. they're saying there's like a dome, maybe. But you wouldn't need a dome if you had a big wall that could hold the atmosphere in, if you had a giant. Yeah giant ice wall it was tall enough it would hold the atmosphere yeah. in on it i think if yeah, you had gravity but then you'd have to so, you'd either have to have so much mass to create gravity which is possible or you'd have to have a way of producing gravity that's outside of our understanding so although we don't well, really i don't think we really understand gravity anyway um yeah so cool stuff um should we go move on to sasquatch yeah so you did yeah, Bigfoot. A, Bigfoot. You did a uh, thing on Sasquatch. You sent me your notes, which I'm not looking at. And I watched, listened to the Wild Thing podcast on Sasquatch. And you don't believe in Sasquatch. I, well, it's not that I don't believe in Sasquatch. I, well, I, I think that we can't, we never find anything. I mean, bones or... A pelt, a pelt <laughs> or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> or something. My, if I had to have a personal theory, I'd say that Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the Yeti, whatever you want. I know they're all different things. Yeah, they could be interdimensional, interdimensional um, 
you're going uh, interdimensional species you're that going can pop in from that podcast that you're you're in the woo yeah they called it going into the woo yeah um Is yeah the woo? so what i thought was interesting to, coming back to the inter dimensional Bigfoot is that's someplace that the um, flying saucer thing has gone since yeah. there hasn't been evidence for so long um, Valley I think it's Valley and Doc 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 Doc, Doc Valley Scott oh, what's his name what's his Jacques. name Jacques 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 Valley yeah he's actually gone to I, I, although I haven't gotten to those books in my massive book collection of my UFO library that I've accumulated in the last year, last eight, nine months. Um, I haven't got into his books yet, but that's apparently the way that they have gone is they've gone into the interdimensional thing because no evidence has, has been shown for flying saucers. And that's one of the things that I saw with, I thought was interesting when I saw with the Sasquatch. There's a couple of things that when I was listening to that, um, podcast is I was up in Oregon recently, but I was up in Oregon, Washington recently, but I was up there years ago and I was driving and I was in part of Oregon, I think, or Washington. And you're driving along one of these uh, park service roads, you know, in a national forest, it's a paved road and stuff. And you come across this massive lava field, which is just this tumble down of rocks that stretches to the horizon and you can see it on google earth you can see it from the satellite pictures and i just i remember stopping and getting out of my truck and looking at this this tumble of of lava that just stretched forever and it was like a giant maze and i and i saw that and i was thinking you know if sasquatch is real and if they if sasquatch lived in this lava field you'd never find him you'd never see him it's just the, yeah. the terrain was just so rugged the forest were around it were dense um i go so so that was one of the thoughts that i had this is years ago and the other thing and i was looking for this book i couldn't find it i thought it was in wyatt earp's um biography and then i couldn't find it and i was looking in davy crockett's biography i couldn't find it so i read some biography by some famous character in the old west and one of the things this guy was going somewhere he was traveling somewhere and i think he was in texas or traveling in the texas somewhere to do for some work or something he's riding his horse and he was crossing a river and when he crossed the river he found a skull and he said the skull was huge it's like he said he said it was big enough that if it was a helmet you could put it on you could put it on your head so he found this giant skull human skull and i had a thought i had after hearing the sasquatch thing was like what if this wasn't a human skull what if this guy had discovered like a sas cuz sasquatch is supposed to be big really big so what is if this yeah. was a sasquatch skull and i couldn't well, i can't, it, yeah yeah you have to remember that also there's there's a theory that there were giant humanoids yeah yeah on the earth also not sasquatch but it's like big 
humans. Well, yeah, well, that was that was you know? that's what I first thought when I read this. And this was a like I said, this is an old Western, a real Western person yeah. when he's traveling when he's young. There's no reason for him to lie about this or make up this story. It was yeah. just like it was thrown out in his biography. It was like, oh yeah, and I found this skull when I was crossing this river. And uh, I thought it was Wyatt Earp, but I went into the book and I couldn't find it. Um, so yeah, there's that possibility. But this is one of the things that's interesting is with these giant people, these giants, one of the things that I saw about them was that they would have like, um, they would get three sets of teeth, two sets of baby teeth is a thing that I yeah. saw about the giants. I have a friend who is, you don't know this person, who is a big person, tall, and uh, married a tall person, and their kids are tall. And this, this friend of mine said that they have, at least in her family, they get three sets of teeth. And I was like, that's, and this is, well, this, this person, I was like, I heard that, and I'm like, you're, you're sitting on a biotech gold mine in your genes. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Anyway, so there's, uh, a couple things from the Sasquatch. Um, really good uh, podcast on Wild Thing. But I walked away with the impression that the people that are really doing the Sasquatch, Sasquatch sort of research, genuine research, aren't that serious. Um, I think it's easier to make money with the uh, mystery than it is to actually do a serious investigation. But, I mean, there's been all these TV shows and all this other stuff. And nothing's come out of it. So I, yeah, it, it, I mean, I've seen those shots. Watch the beginning to end because I'm like, get about halfway through. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. I, I mean, they're out in the middle of the woods. They've got, and again, game fo you know, game cameras. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this yeah. before. Okay, if you think these things are in this area, set up a crapload of game cameras. Yeah. You don't need to do one. Do you do a sign like you would do a scientific? Yeah, you know, effort and methodology do they call? It? Yeah, to do an ology. Actually, yes. yeah, and find these things. Do it correctly. I'd love, you know, I just I'm not a I'm if I really believed in these things, you and I would be able to, you know, really take a take some slice out some time and okay, we're gonna go find these things. Not in the winter because I don't like being cold. No, but uh. The um, but you know they go out in the middle of the night and they're clacking like rocks. Yeah. This is what they do. They clack rocks together because that's their communication. And so you'll clack, clack rocks, and all of a sudden they'll hear. It's, it's like oh, this is another Oak Island thing. It's like they all of a sudden out in the way out in the distance here another clack. Look, they're communicating with us. Yeah, that's and they're a, clacking. It's you another know, or, or it's. It's a, it's another Sasquatch tour group out there clacking rocks together, and they're all clacking rocks at each other, and then they start make, a, making the noise. Yeah, that's the noise they do. Like, you got to be kidding me! It just, I mean, but we they find nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like Oak Island. It's like Skinwalker. You know, um, it, it's it's. You know, it, well, it gets people to watch, and it's money. I get it. Yeah, you know, they're making I'm, money. I'm a capitalist too, but it's, you know, um, it, yeah, it, it, it takes me. I mean, I'll because I'll, you know, I'll follow something weird. You know, I love that, but it just doesn't hold my. Those shows just don't hold my attention at all. Yeah, I don't. I know? don't. I don't think they're 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 that serious. Um, 
yeah, they're not doing they're not doing serious investigations. It's it's more of an entertainment. It's an entertainment investigation. Yeah, it's like what it's, we saw. So not with, serious enough to hold my attention. I mean, it, yeah. well, it's got a following, and it's the you know, there's a couple of shows out there that they come on in the middle of the night on the history. I think it's the history yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, they're always good for this stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, is he real? I don't know. I love the story of he's invisible. Visible. And he got, I mean, and, and uh, out there, I mean, Deb and I did Bigfoot Breakdown. That's a really good episode um, that Deb did with me. The audio is terrible, but the, uh, the the substance of the episode is really good. Um, and back where we came from, down in the San Francisco Bay Area, at Lawrence Livermore Lab, mm-hmm. and Deb, Deb and I discussed this, that they had captured one, and it was invisible, and they kept it in this... Uh, well, it could, you could see it and then it could go invisible. It's like one of those things. Yeah, yeah. And they kept it in an office and some janitor let it out by accident. I believe that. And then it tore up the lab. And, uh, well, you know, Lawrence, you know, that you see right in Livermore. Yeah. A lot of the research facility for that is a um, few miles away of the actual ugly Livermore lab stuff. Yeah. We don't, yeah. you know. Uh, that they developed there is actually that away from the actual town. It's yeah. South, south, uh, east, I think. Um, so they, it wasn't like right by this, but anyway, it escaped and it, you know, tore up some stuff. You know, it didn't really hurt anybody, but it allegedly tore up some stuff. But I'm still, I'm, I'm, if it's, I, if it's real, I mean, I would, I'm sticking with interdimensional because. And you know, if one goes down, the other one throws it in the gateway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but it, the show was good. Hearing about the people, um, some of the stories that people told about seeing Sasquatch is parallel to UFO sightings. Uh, yeah. The reaction that people have to people saying, "Oh, I saw a Bigfoot," or this that is, it's interesting that the. Uh, the reaction that people have is is this i don't know what it why it is well like with ufos but now ufos apparently have become are now acceptable for yeah. people for people to see because of all the stuff that's come out this last few years uh you're well like i said before i discussed that you know you talk to people about it now and they don't look at you like you have three heads now they listen to what you have to say what do you think you know well, you say what do you think about this have you seen one like i wear the shirts yeah just so yeah. people and i know i was up in grass valley a couple months ago and i had my ufo shirt on you get people like your shirt and when they say that that's an opening i talked yeah. to them about yeah. you know what it is that you know what do you believe are you a believer and why why do you think they're real and what what have you heard that you agree with and what are some of the things you don't so it's it's a fascinating topic these days yeah but you know you're not labeled as nuts like they back yeah. we talked about the guy that saw the ufos down in san leandro what in the area where we grew up and then you know that was in the 60s and in the 60s you don't yeah. go two places and say i saw a ufo because if you talk to a cop about that they're going to be well i mean you talk to people back in the 60s you go well you have been doing a little too much of that uh wacky 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 tobacco are you a hippie um yeah so you saw that hmm of you saw that you were stoned yeah yeah so i just remember we when we were uh i've talked about this before but we were up in uh 
was it Sonora? And we were looking yeah. at the shop window and it had a bunch of meteorite fragments in the window. And the guy that had the shop, he came out and he started talking to us and he, he brought us into the shop. And we looked at the meteorite fragments that uh, people had found or he had found up in the Sierras. And uh, uh, then he sort of went off the rails and uh, you talked to him for a while, which was which was admirable. And I just walked away because I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's just a nut. And, and <laughs> no, I, start, I gotta hear, I gotta hear it. <laughs> yeah, I walked away and I started I started using my phone, my cell phone. So <laughs> now I do, I'd be I'd be different. Now I'd listen to guys, see what he had to say. But uh, like a year ago, I I thought this was just a bunch of nonsense. But I've been looking into it and like have accumulated a library, and I see that there's other sort of historical scientists have looked at this and uh, said. Uh, there's something going on. You can't you can't just say it's people hallucinating. Um, there's something going on. Your brother Kevin sent an interesting video that you texted me too with that one that's uh, in Argentina. Yeah. With, with uh, that spewed out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And that was it. That was interesting because that didn't look like any sort of plane or anything. And um, I haven't seen any sort of analysis of it, but it was an intriguing video with this object that spewed out a bunch of stuff and then sort of like flew off into a cloud or something, almost like a, and then the, the stuff it spewed out didn't sink. It just was like a weird exhaust contrail. Right. So it was an interesting video, cool video. Yeah. He said it was water. He, he had, we discussed it a little bit. He uh -huh. thought, cause he's a scientist like you are. Yeah. And you know, it's, he said it seemed to be water vapor of, he looked at it and he goes, that kind of looks like water vapor. And I thought, and then I said, well, you know, remember Maury Island where it spewed out, you know, the, the, the circular, the donut, one of the six donuts, yes. the half dozen spewed, spewed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was having trouble and it ended up injecting the lava type product and the, um, metal that was not really bendable. You know, like yeah. they found similar to Roswell. Um, although there's nothing, there's not one shred of evidence, which that's my thing. Get to show me something. Well, there yeah. have been fragments that have, people have said, have been recovered. And there was the guy, I just saw it was Vox, where they went and they interviewed, um, oh, the guy at Stanford. I can't remember his name. And he had to, they were interviewing him. And then the guy said, can we see these fragments? So then the guy goes, yeah, come back. I got to get them out of the safety deposit box. So they came back and he had these, these fragments and the guys actually analyzed some of them. And the compositions are interesting. And one of them was like a layered, a laminate, metal laminate that he was saying would be very expensive to, to manufacture. And yeah, I've, I've seen that and that we, I saw something on ancient aliens, actually. The okay. lady, the, one of the ladies that's on all the, yeah. she's on Skinwalker. She's on, you know, Oak Island. Well, I don't know if she's on Oak Island, but she's on every UFO thing. And yeah. she yeah. found someone, a metal guy with a metal detector at Roswell picked up these things. And it was like you said, it was a sandwich together. Yeah. And he, they, it was analyzed by, they, he brought it and they had it analyzed by a lab. And he says, like you said, it was, would it be incredibly expensive 
and and difficult to put this thing together you know so i don't know if that's i don't know is that a piece of a ufo or i don't know but it's uh that some of these fragments that people have recovered are of a type of material that you could say would make sense in some sort of aircraft and yeah. there was the one that was in from Sweden that these guys found, which was uh, I got the paper. I'm not, I can't find it right now. Um, which is actually had a real analysis done on it, and it was it was interesting. It was very high grade. I want to say titanium or something. So yes. it was in, it was intriguing yeah. that these guys saw this material come out of, of a UFO, and then when it was analyzed, it was a it was wasn't beyond the ability of the current technology to manufacture but it was a very high grade um, material that would suggest that it would suggest to me that it would be in a um, an aircraft type construction yeah and again titanium's heavy so it partially it could be part i know titanium is probably part of what they found well it might not have, it might have been some other metal i don't remember exactly it might have been one of the lighter metal yeah it's just derivative it could be just a it could yeah. be titanium which is incredibly strong yeah yeah which I, you would need to fly through but you can just make a ship of titanium and never leave the ground i used um, to i used to have a, a centrifuge uh not a centrifuge a rotor um that i got rid of and apparently um it was a titanium composite which uh, t- tiny titanium is a very expensive metal and I'm like I got I just I don't know what I did with it I just threw it away or gave it away or something and uh, I was like now I'm like wait a minute that thing was that thing was a titanium composite do you know how expensive titanium is yeah um, yeah oh so, anyway where would you sell it I have no idea but it was just like I had it um, <laughs> that's I, always what I go to where I, I had thing. found it while doing a uh, an urban crawl through an ancient scientific laboratory uh, at a university that had been abandoned. Is and, this where you found the cockroach? Uh, yeah, that's where I had my pet. <laughs> I remember the pet, pet cockroach. Pet cockroach. You, yeah, the giant cockroach. It was like a wait, hissing. It was the one that made all the noise. Hissing cockroach it was great. Um, where does it come from? South America. Or yeah, yeah. It really, isn't something you see at in the U.S. Yeah, necessarily. At least up here, I've never seen one. Yeah, a guy gave it to me when I, I left that university. It was like, thank yeah. you. And it was cool for a while. And then it's, yeah. And then uh, it actually, what, unfor- ha- what happened to it? Um, unfortunately, it we went on vacation, left it in the apartment, and the apartment got cold and it died from the cold. It That's kind of funny because they say that when nuclear war hits and we destroy the planet, that's it. Things could live. Well, this is a. <laughs> yet it couldn't survive in the apartment. <laughs> well, this is a this is a um, a tropical cockroach. Oh, it's tropical. Stuff. It's not because also in, where the apartment it died in was in Chicago, and that apartment did have uh, you would get cockroaches occasionally, and those are the urban cockroaches, which are almost insane at at their survivability. Yeah. So they're um they're in Florida. You have a similar type of. A bug they call them water bugs but in in uh, chicago these things move at light speed you know they just like haul ass <laughs> and here it's like they just like look at you if one gets in the house they'll just like they just like look at you you go why aren't you running away so yes <laughs> yeah i don't care 
I'm not used to getting, you know, that. So they're, they're almost a different species in, in places like New York and Chicago. Yeah. So, um, Sasquatch. Yeah. I, I, the thing that was disappointing me about Sasquatch and the, the thing is there seems to be a lot of people like making money, given their tours, their Sasquatch tours, where you go out in the middle of the forest yeah. on your Sasquatch adventure and stumble around and whatever. But I wasn't, I didn't feel that people were doing serious, serious, um, research towards it, even though there's a few scientists involved. And I didn't feel that, uh, there was like this site on the peninsula, the Olympic peninsula where they have like supposed nests by Sasquatch, uh, that is carefully guarded by the Sasquatch insiders. And they did like an analysis of, um, the DNA. Hang on. I got Yeah. I had to cough. Um, <laughs> and they, um, you know, they found, they didn't find anything. But it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, they, the Sasquatch insiders, I think, are like some of the old school UFO insiders. They're like guarding their, guarding their niche because they can, you know, that, they have their personal prestige. I was like, I'm the super secret Sasquatch insider. And uh, I, I can, you know, get people to do these magical mystery tours with me. Uh, and it's not, you know, you know, I didn't, I was impressed with the seriousness of many of the people, but I also felt that there was a, um, a, a lack of rigorous scientific, you know, analysis approach right so good way to put it i yeah. don't believe in them i mean it, and people can't i'm sorry people just this nest thing i don't think people can keep a secret i mean it's yeah you know, well it's private it's private timberland and the the people have uh, a small group of people have access to it but you know right. i i i just i i don't know yeah i agree with you just set up a, a grid of um wild wildlife cameras yeah and um and i don't think people are doing serious stalks i mean you've you've done hunting i've done hunting yeah. there's nobody going out there i mean you don't have to go out there with a rifle but there's nobody going out there and trying to do serious tracking uh something that big's gonna gonna leave you can track a deer you can track sasquatch so there's no serious trackers have have come in on this um so i don't know um, oh. Yeah, it's it's just not. I'm not convinced. This is not. I would much more believe in UFOs than I do, especially since you know the government. I haven't seen the government come up. You know, government's everywhere. They don't come up with anything, or they might have video and they're just not telling us. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that the whole. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother. Um, sort of. Thing. Sort of ball I mean, you don't wax. see a bunch of, you know, you don't see of anybody that's a soldier that says, you know, we were doing whatever soldiers do out in the middle of, you know, uh, Washington State. Yeah. You know, they come out of Fort Lewis and go and do some maneuver out there. You know, yeah, I saw a scout Sasquatch, you know, or saw Bigfoot and nobody's really. And what, no, you know, the film, you've seen the film and the pictures, and you've seen the film of the one in the forest is walking along, the big black one. Yes, and she's you know, a female. She's a female with pendulous breasts. With pendulous yeah. breasts. 
Um, what's pen, what's that mean? What's pendulous? pendulous? Pendulous. I don't know. You're gonna have to look it up. Pendulous. Yeah, you know what a pendulum yeah. is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's well, how, maybe that one's real. I don't know. It, it's it's that's how um, that's how it was described in the 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 video, it, the the Wild Things the, podcast. So arms and things were swinging along. As yes, walked. yes, and you can see it in the video. I went and I looked. I had to go look, and yes, you can see that. Um, yeah, I was just thinking that yeah. would make a that would make a great movie. Have uh, armies on maneuver with it's probably been made. Uh, discovering Sasquatch and make a great horror movie with like a you know maneuvers out there and then angry getting Sasquatch angry because you like killed one or something. I'm sure that movie's been made probably half a dozen times. But what do they what do they do? They're just living up there like a bearwood. I what they're saying. I guess they just they're just you know a families and they're. But not once have we found a in really a much evidence. I mean, you hear well, well about they, they talk about things. well. They, the thing is, is and they made a point of this in the videos about finding remains. Is in that even in the Sierras and in that area, it's like there's there are a lot of scavengers, and when something dies, it pretty much gets eaten down to the bone fragments. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's you find it you find it fast or you find it don't find it at all. It's like that guy. Then look at look in the scat. You know, I mean, if you think. Oh, uh, they've done that. They've you know analyzed. I, mean? I, I remember hearing something about them analyzing what they thought was was Sasquatch poop, yeah. and it was bear poop. So yeah, or they, other bear bear poop with Sasquatch yeah. fragments. I don't know. Or Sasquatch yeah. fra- with bear poop <laughs> fragments. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold. I love the stories. It's, I'm just not sold on the concept. I, yeah, do, I, I love interdimensional. It. If I do, it's interdimensional. They pop in. They pop out. It'd be like it's like us if we're going in. If we could travel in time, and you have any of those stories that we talked. Oh about. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and you go, and you're, you know, like the Bradbury one where they go. They've, um, the Sound of Thunder. I think was the name of the episode where they actually did tours back to oh yeah yeah uh, prehistoric times and they got to have that um they had um a pathway that they made so you couldn't disturb anything because no matter what you did would you know affect the future you know mm-hmm. so if these guys are coming in they're they're bringing back you know you don't leave if there if somebody got hurt which they in this episode i think they did you you got you can't just leave them there you got to take it you know you can't leave this evidence there because yeah. it changes the whole that is the whole system so it's kind of, kind of a similar thing where the, you're just i think if it's they're real at all they're in and out they're they're not just like you would be able to find them interdimensional i mean i'm sorry yeah, yeah i would my I, w- I would go on i think it's possibility like i think there's a possibility but i do th- don't think that it's been serious i don't think sasquatch has there's been a serious search for it and like you said grid a grid of um yeah, I, if you really want to find them yeah grid game cameras grid of game cameras go out there and and do it serious trackers get a real someone who can do real tracking uh up there if you find find something so but what's uh so coming back to to ufos and one of the things it's like sasquatch there was a guy in the the podcast about Sasquatch who worked for the Forest Service and they found some hair that they sent off for analysis and they're like this could be Sasquatch hair because they didn't recognize it as anything else 
And the guy's boss just reamed him out for it and was just like angry. He says, we do not do Sasquatch. And it reminds me of the uh, some of these higher level debunkers of UFOs where you have um, the head of, you had the head of um, astronomy at Harvard, Menzel, and you had the guy that was the chief editor for the um, you know, major aeronautical magazine, who was all probably an intelligence asset, was a, a class who was a big debunker of UFOs. Hey, Carl Sagan, who was very prominent, was a, a big debunker of UFOs. And it raises it raises the question to me, why do you need such big guns to tell people something's not real? What? Because if you just leave it alone, if it's not real, people are just going to forget about it. Right. So uh, that's one of the things that stuck with me about the UFO stuff is that you just have this, you had this, well, and it was an active campaign. It was a government policy um, to to um, to do this. What are you doing? It's my microphone. Push it, push yeah, it on. Move something. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to mess it up. It didn't work. I'm not going to do it right now. I'll do it later. Yeah. Or break it. <laughs> don't, don't break it. <laughs> the whole thing's going to collapse. Don't break it. Don't take. Don't change the settings. Don't change the settings. I forgot you. I forgot you could see me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching. It. What are you doing? I'm putting a condom on my microphone. It's yeah. from my old my. It's from my old the one that came with the. Uh, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet? That's a nice mic. Do you have a Scarlet? No. That is a Well, we used to. Um, my son has it, and he ran off He ran off it because he, he had a microphone that was given to him by the nephew of a very famous actor that lives locally. And um, I wanted to use this microphone when I started doing this. I said, where's the, where's the microphone? He goes, oh, he, um, he asked for it back. And I said, you gave away my microphone? Because I bought everything else so my kid could use it for his uh, music recording. And he goes, yeah, he, right. uh, he, um, it, you know, he, it's an expensive microphone. He wanted it. He, was, he didn't give it to me. He just, he lent it to me. Lent it to Yeah. Yeah. So this kid was at his, uh, his a very, this kid is a nephew of a very famous actor. And he had been visiting his uncle in wherever he lives in California. And this microphone was just like sitting around the house. And he goes, this is a really nice microphone. And his uncle's like, yeah, I just take it. Yeah. So anyway, take so, it. so we had a famous actor's microphone, former microphone in our house for a little while. And I was going to use it for podcasting, but the, or for this, yeah, for this stuff, except uh, the guy wanted it back. Apparently he gave, uh, gave my kid another microphone, lent him another microphone. I gave him another microphone to use, but I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I had that yeah. whole setup like you have, but I couldn't use it. I had to go with the cheap USB microphones. <laughs> and this one's great. This is shocking, good shocking that you use a cheap microphone. So it feels like yeah, it it works. Yeah, well, I, it's essentially the same that you have. It's a good mic. I like it. I like it a lot. It sounds good. I love my I love my Yeti. We're using I'm using the you're using the Yeti. Are you still using the Yeti? No, I'm using a Fafine, but it's a Yeti clone. Oh, that's right. And it's it sells kind of for it thing. sells for like ten or twenty bucks it's, cheaper. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, UFO books are not cheap, dude. 
I know. Look at your. I know. Look yeah, at that. Someday we're going to have video, and everybody's going to be able to see. I got. Collected. I got a whole shelf behind me of UFO books, hey. and these these things sell for like twenty bucks a piece, which is insane for this stuff that's out of date. <laughs> but you can't find this information on the internet. The internet is not the information um, portal that it has was advertised to be. A lot of this stuff is out of print. So real, I'm, real quick, hey, do you have the day after Roswell? By the way, I think you do. Okay. Uh, I do yes. So you don't have to look for it right now, but I do I don't think author? I have that. Do you know the author? No, but they mentioned it on Ancient Aliens, and they said that's one of the best books about what happened after. We're not going to roll into Roswell right now because it's it's huge. But um, I just was wondering while I had you with everyone. <laughs> yes, I do have it. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you have don't... you read that. No, I have a bunch of Roswell books. Yeah, put... there's a lot on Roswell. There's a lot of conjecture. And, no, we need to. You know. We definitely need to go into that. I want to spend some time with that. Uh, I yeah. am pretty sure I have it. I have my bibliography. I have my bibliography chronicle and chronicle big bibliography and a um, alphabetical by author bibliography. Um, if I activate a program on this computer, it's probably going to implode. Um, but yes, I have uh, four or five Roswell books. I'm gonna get the yeah, book. we're gonna we're gonna roll into that eventually. Also, it is. Um, uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, okay. I know which one that is. That is the one with the guy that was the uh, uh, Philip J. Corso, Corso, who was the. I've re actually read it. And that should be on the top shelf. Yep, it's right there. If I'd looked up. Uh, and this is the day after Roswell. The guy had worked for the um, like tech tech part of the the the. He was a technical. He was in charge of pushing technical advancements for the Air Force, I think. And he has said in his book, he says he has seen the Roswell aliens, and he worked on pushing research into the technology that was discovered from the from the crash this book yeah. th this book the reason i got this book and the reason it caught my attention is because i was looking at the guardian which is a on a newspaper in the uk it's actually pretty bad these days but it had a list of the top 10 hoax books in human history and it had yeah. it had the Hitler diaries, which came out like in the eighties, where some people said they found Hitler's diaries, and it was published, and it was a big thing, and that was a yeah, post. I remember that. Yeah, and it had some other things, uh, older stuff that was just like ancient manuscripts that you know whatever. And they had this book, and I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm going, here's a book that's talking about Roswell, and this, and. I don't I don't get why it's considered a top 10 fraud if you consider that Roswell, you know, is is a nothing burger. Yeah. So it's it's this thing where you have these high-end organizations that are pushing that flying saucers are, are nonsense. And that's completely reversed in the last year where we have the Pentagon is putting enormous resources into monitoring what's ever going on and researching it. Harvard is looking into it. 
Uh, who knows what other organizations are looking into it? And I think mainly for uh, technological capture. But this guy basically said he had um, tech from Roswell, and he would t go to different places at the research organizations and get them to push this technology, development of this technology. So we can talk about we're we're heading we're hitting an hour. Yeah, we can talk about this more, yeah. but it's it's worth reading. Um, and basically the, the whole thing surrounding this guy, he's legitimate. He's got a very nice, um, you can look at his career information on Wikipedia. His son backs him up. Uh, I, with a lot of this stuff, he's saying he had physical evidence in his office that he was tasked with pushing research into like fiber optics and the microchip stuff. Not so much, but he he says that may have been a different group pushed that, and some other things. But I don't know. It's a it's it's an interesting read. I like a lot of this stuff. I with this story, I just have to put it a question mark. It's and it's a, a reason to jump into more of the Roswell things, and hopefully we will go out there this summer. Yeah, yeah. or spring. Cool. Let's <laughs> Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Ready? Yep. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter at alienprobepod, Instagram at alienprobepod, and also YouTube. Thank you, YouTube listeners. You guys have done really well. Thanks again for joining us, Dr. Bill. Yep. Excellent episode. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.